Good morning. Welcome to the second Sunday of Ordinary Time. I'm Father Ron, breaking open the word, the God Minute, and we already have a commercial break. (laughs) Already. So many of you know, um, the other main full-time job that I do ministry is that of leading parish missions. Well, a parish that I had scheduled for the first full week of Lent, starting the weekend after Ash Wednesday, that first week of Lent, um, opened up because of some problems at the parish, and so they had to cancel the mission. Now it's open. I have an opportunity, if anyone out there who is involved in parish life would like a parish mission the first uh, week of Lent, and you want me to come because you can't get anyone else, <laughs> um, let me know. So it's uh, uh, you can go on to the app and go and just send me an email or... Or however you want to get a hold of me. But yeah, let me know. It's a parish mission. is usually three nights and begins Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. It's completely free. We get there and do it. And then we take a free will offering at the end. So if any of you are interested. That's our commercial. Not too bad. (laughs) So, okay. Second week of ordinary time in our gospel today is from the first chapter of John, uh, verses 29. Or verse 29. The next day, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. I love the energy of John the Baptist here. It's great. Let me ask you something, friends. What does it mean to see? What does it mean to see something? And there are two answers to that question. The first is the acknowledgement or the recognition of something that is physically before you. You know, I see the bowl of fruit on the table. I see the bottle of wine. Your eyes are the vehicle for seeing in this instance. But another much deeper and profound act of seeing comes not from the eyes, but by way of the mind and the heart, the being behind it all. And in this way of seeing, it is an understanding and uh, what an enlightenment, the act of uncovering a deeper truth and a profound reality than what seems visible just on the surface. Oh, now I see, you might say, you know, now I get it. Now something deeper has come to the fore. And it's this second more rewarding active scene that so often happens. Do you notice in the scripture when someone encounters God in their lives? As we hear in today's gospel, John the Baptist 
sees. You know, he sees with his eyes what everyone else sees, a guy, a man, (laughs) coming out of the water, Jordan, tall, thin, completely wet, kind of ordinary, and I heard his name is Jesus, physical and real, standing before them, I see this guy named Jesus. But John the Baptist's seeing, as we hear in this gospel for the first time, moves deeper than just that to this second more profound and amazing act of seeing when suddenly he understands who Jesus is. And then what does he do? (laughs) He boldly and with such energy and joy testifies what he sees and understands this is the Son of God. This is our Messiah. And because of John's encounter with Jesus, you know, a little before this, when he's baptizing him in the water of the Jordan, it's because of that encounter with Jesus that John the Baptist's recognition and understanding of who this was before him changed from a guy to the Son of God. (laughs) And I love the result, you know, his excitement, his enthusiasm. It can't be contained, pointing to Jesus. There he is. He is the Son of God. And he felt alive and filled with blessing, John the Baptist did. Oh, I want that. (laughs) I want that. But friends, it's not just John the Baptist. This this enlightened way of seeing, of recognizing, and, and being overcome with blessing is something we see over and over again in Scripture. Right? I mean, almost anyone who is broken or in need, struggling in their lives, who encounters Jesus as the man, the prophet, they walk away from that encounter with Jesus with this new and profound experience that John the Baptist testified to. Not just a man, not just a great prophet, the Son of God. Their understanding and relationship with Jesus is moved deeper in their lives. And because of that, it brings understanding and and this amazing peace in the deepest part of their being. Wow. Mary Magdalene, she experienced it. The lepers who came to Jesus experienced it. The woman at the well, Jarius, the disciples on the road to Emmaus, and on and on. And I'm so aware that this kind of understanding and experience of Jesus as Savior and Lord, it's, you know, it's not something that just happens or something we learn. 
but always seems to come from spending time with Jesus. And then we move deeper from the encounter of his presence around and within, from trusting Jesus with my struggles and my brokenness, you know, from, from praying, from praying the God minute, from going to Mass, from every act of charity and kindness that we do, Jesus grows deeper right? and becomes more profound in our lives. You know, he moves from understanding, or we do, we move from understanding and knowing Jesus to that deeper place of meaning and joy, the heart, the very place where Mary, his mother, cherished all things. <laughs> and to me, that is the first challenging part of this gospel today as we begin this new season of Ordinary Time. If it's not already on your New Year intention list and you haven't broken it already, Remember Father Mulhern said last week he's already broken his two New Year's resolutions <laughs> a week after making them. That's sad. But if spending time with Jesus in prayer is on your list, and I hope it is, then commit yourself to that. Spend that time with him. Just a little bit. Same time, same place every day. And watch how your seeing becomes deeper and deeper. But don't forget the second challenge of the gospel as well. Tell others. Share the good news of Jesus as Lord in your life. You know, and sometimes that, I think, is the hardest thing. Because for whatever reason, <laughs> we're told to keep it to ourselves. Politics and religion. Keep it to yourself. But why? You know, when something good happens in your life, don't you naturally want to share and tell others about it? I got to tell you, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but, oh, a number of years ago, a friend of mine who lived in a different state, Arizona, sent me a lottery ticket for my birthday, November 12th. And because for years, I knew him since we were kids, for years, every year on our birthdays, we would send each other a lottery ticket. So I got mine, as usual, every birthday. And so I scratch it off, scratch it off, scratch it off. $50,000 I won. <laughs> I've never won anything in my life. And one singular ticket, $50,000. OMG, that whole day, I, I was telling everybody, all the guys, the priests that I live with at lunch, at dinner, guess what? <laughs> Look what I got, $50,000. Oh my gosh, it was so wonderful and unexpected. And then later on, I think the next day or whatever it was, it was like, I got to mail this to Arizona to get the, you know, the money. So I flipped the thing over. And so I'm filling out the envelope where you send it to. And it said, send to your mama. One, two, three, idiot, 
Lane. Arizona. Oh, my. It was a fake ticket. It was a joke. Oh, I was so embarrassed because of it. And I didn't, then I just didn't tell anything to anybody. And the next day, you know, guys, priests that I live with are like, hey, so what are you going to do with all that money you won? Oh, I told them, though. Well, I'm going to use it and send it to your mama. So I'm going to send it. But anyway, I, and that was years ago. I still remember it. But it makes me think, you would do the same thing. Don't tell me you wouldn't. But if we get all excited about and tell others about our financial good news, $50,000, wouldn't or shouldn't we also tell others with that same enthusiasm our spiritual reward, our love of God in our life, how the Lord has touched and transformed us? Friends, let's not contain our love for and our trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior. So, as one of my favorite 1980s songs from Tears for Fears reminds us, Shout, shout, let it all out. Yes, yes, shout it out. Testify to your love of God as we begin this new year. Don't shove it down, people, but testify. Let everything about you reflect what you know and see in your heart that makes every moment of life worth living. And may this same Lord as Savior now bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all. Have a beautiful day, and we'll see you Monday. <laughs>